Thank you for blessing me. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, 10th Canto, Chapter 24, Worshipping Govardhan Hill, Text Number 16. Svabhavatantro hi jana Svabhavamanu vartati Svabhavastam idam sarvam Svabhavastam Svabhavatantra hi jana Svabhavamanu vartate Svabhavastam idam sarvam Sadeva Suramanasam Svabhavatantra hi jana Svabhavamanu vartate Svabhavastam idam sarvam Sadeva Suramanasam Conditioned nature, Tantraha, under the control, He indeed, Janaha, a person, Swabhavam, His nature, 
Anuvartate. He follows. Swabhavastam. Based on conditioned propensities. Idam. This world. Sarvam. Entire. Sa. Together with. Deva. The demigods. Asura, the demons, Manusam, and humankind. Translation, every individual is under the control of his own conditioned nature, and thus he must follow that nature. This entire universe with all its demigods, demons, and human beings is based on the conditioned nature of the living entities. Purport. Lord Krishna here elaborates upon the argument given in the previous verse. Since everything depends on Swabhava or one's conditioned nature, why bother worshipping God or the demigods? This argument would be sublime if Sabhava or conditioned nature were all-powerful, but unfortunately it is not. There is a supreme controller, and we must worship him, as Lord Krishna will emphatically reveal in this chapter of the Srimad Bhagavatam. For now, however, he is content to tease his relatives. Omagyanatimarandasya Gyanandana Salakya Shatsurun Militangyana Tasmahi Si Gurve Nama Shi Chaitanya Mano Vistam Sapitangyena Bhutale Swayam Rupakanamayam Dharati Swaparantikam Vandehan Si Gurose Yuta Padakamalam Shri Gurun Vaisamscha Shri Upam Sagrajatam Sahagana Ramanatam Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvetam Savadutam Purijana Saitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Ladita Sivisakam Vitamscha he Krishna Karuna Sindha Dinavanda Dagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namastate Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vindavaneshwari Vishavanu Sutadevi Pranamami Hari Priye Vanchakalpa Trubhyacha Kripa-sindhu-bhye-vacha Patitanam-pavanevyo Vaisnavevyo Namo-namaha Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadana Sivasati Gaura Bhaktavinna Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Krishna is continuing to explain the uh, the powerful influence of of karma and how all of us are conditioned by the material nature and therefore every living being is acting according to that nature, um, according to that swabhav, swabhava tantra, he's under the control of that swabhav. In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna states, Ichadvesa samuttena dvandamahena bharata there, Krishna is saying that every living being is under the influence of delusion. He is under the influence of illusion and therefore in the grip of lust 
and envy. And Krishna is referring to Arjuna as Parantapa, the conqueror of the enemies. So here clearly the Nichavairna, the enemy lust, has to be conquered. So that is this conditioned nature. Srila Prabhupada once stated that in all the 8,400,000 species of life, all living beings are under the influence of lust. So if you think about it, you know, from the Indra Gopa germ to, to the Devatas, to the demigods, all under the influence of lust. So how strong, how strong is this uh, material energy? Therefore, what Krishna is speaking here in one sense is true. It's certainly very true. Everyone acts according to his conditioned nature. Uh, even in spiritual life, we encounter our conditioned nature. We may have uh, an understanding that this is not all there is. Uh, in the first verse of Bhagavatam, Janmadhyya Shiyatun Vyat Itaratas Chati Swabhikya Swarat Tene Brahma Ridaya Dikavye Muyanti Yat Suryaha Tejo Varimadam Yatavini Mayu Yatati Sargam Risa Damna Swena Sadhani Rasta Kuakam Sajam Param Dimahi. So it is described Muyanti Yat Suryaha that even the demigods are under the influence of the illusory energy. And just as one can see water in fire, although it is not there, just as one can see water on land and a deer is running off into the desert, chasing that water only to meet its death. So in this way, we become bewildered by the material energy. Mm. Um, and the first part and the final conclusion of the verse is now not, uh, not presented by Krishna. Krishna is, is not mentioning Jamadhyasyataha. Uh, he's not mentioning I am the origin of everything. Um, he's not mentioning that the Supreme Lord is all-knowing, that the Supreme Lord is Abhigya, that the Supreme Lord is independent and never under the influence of the material energy. And he's not mentioning that the, the living beings who take shelter of the Supreme Lord attain the same nature as the Lord. Um, a nature which is transcendental to, um, to matter and a nature where, uh, which relates to the soul and thoroughly detaches from the material body. Um, that uh, is not very easy. Um, our conditioned nature is, is very strong. And even after years of practicing in devotional service, how much is that conditioned nature still present? Uh, to an extent, maybe in the background, depending how much we become absorbed in devotional service. Srila um, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur speaks about the influence of Maya in his Madhurya Kadambini. And he explains that in the stage, in the earlier stages of bhakti up to Anartha Nivriti, he says that uh, the devotional aspect is localized and Maya is all-pervading. He says that it, at the stage of Nista, Maya is at some distance and the devotional aspect has slightly grown. Uh, eventually, he describes how at the stage of Ruchi, the consciousness becomes covered by taste. He says the entire surface of the consciousness becomes covered by taste. And subsequently, Maya 
is three quarters towards the horizon. At that stage, uh, the influence of Maya is, is greatly diminished. Uh, but nonetheless, there is an influence uh, to reckon with. In the stage of ashakti, of deep attachment, that, uh, that attachment goes deep under the, under the surface of the consciousness and becomes very predominant and very strong. And it says at that stage, Maya is like a speck on the horizon. So then, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur describes the stage of Bhava and says in the stage of Bhava, Maya has now become a shadow. A shadow. So, Srila uh, Rupa Goswami explains that due to remnants of previous Vaishnava apparat, there is still a sense of suffering, a sense of clash in, in, in this world. What is in praying? That is totally absent. Maya is totally absent. So I found this very significant uh, analysis because we all know that Maya is still present. But then to see it like sort of analyzed in that way, I find it useful. Uh, of course, in my case, that means Maya is all pervading. So what to do? Um, but we can be uh, the transcendental process descends into this material realm and that transcendental process of devotional service that can change the situation says the general populace has no idea that this devotional service can change that swabhav. That it can change. In Srimad Bhagavatam it says, It is said that the influence of the modes of passion and ignorance gradually disappear. So, in this way, our swabhav, um, the mentality that we carried forward from a last life and by which we were by which we were placed into this current material body with its gross conditioning, its subtle conditioning, um, all that can drastically change um, through devotional service. That Krishna is not addressing now. So in this way, Krishna speaks now, gives too much importance to karma. And, uh, but not only Krishna, everyone. Uh, Indra also, we see in the whole pastime that Indra is also not free from, from karma. Indra also has these desires, material desires that dominate his consciousness, very attached to his position. Uh, and to the enjoyment that he has in that position and, uh, and to the respect and everything that comes with it. Right. So, um, therefore, visaya, chariya, uh, one has to give up the visayi, these sense objects, trying to enjoy the sense objects. Say rasa majiya, Mukabulo uh, Hari Hari, that we are simply chanting and are getting absorbed in that mellow of of glorifying the Supreme Lord. Um, that's what it's about. Um, all our service is simply aiming to glorify Krishna. Uh, that is that is the purpose of this movement. We have beautiful temple for glorifying Krishna. We have big festivals 
for glorifying Krishna. Otherwise, what are we having him for? Not just right to uh, just to come to that point where we understand there is no other activities, no other activity. Kichit kevalaya bhaktya vasudeva parayana. But we are challenged, we are challenged, um, challenged by this material conditioning. But the process of devotional service is so powerful that we can contain this swabhava, we can contain this material nature um, by carefully fencing it in. Carefully we fence in our material conditioned nature by devotional practices and by getting absorbed beyond sadhana. Sadhana, uh, beyond simply practicing, beyond simply chanting in a mood of practice, getting absorbed, getting absorbed in, in the glorification of Krishna and getting absorbed in engaging others in glorifying Krishna. After all, that is the Yuga Dharma, um, Sankirtan Yogya, the congregational chanting of the Holy Name. Um, in the uh, Vyad Bhagavatam Rita, we find how Narada Muni is looking for the greatest devotee. And there's a description of a Brahmana in Prayag who makes very nice arrangements, even under those difficult circumstances, on the bank of the of the Triveni, uh, there on the bank, you know, he's not at home. But there he made a beautiful arrangement. He made a, some sort of wonderful makeshift altar, some makeshift temple, very nicely worshipping uh, the, uh, the deity of the Lord. So Narada Muni is elated to see such a devotee. And Narada comes there and says, you are the most wonderful devotee. You are worshipping the Lord. You are glorifying the Lord so nicely. You are the greatest devotee. No, 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 says this Brahmana. In South India, there is a king. And this king, he is not only worshipping, he is not only worshipping the deity, Himself, he's engaging his entire kingdom in worshipping the deity. Ah, ah, Narada can see this is, a, is another level. This is a greater level. Um, so, this is the essence of this movement. Um, our swabhav, our conditioned nature, is a nuisance. It is a great nuisance. We are harassed again and again, and we have to be on guard. When we become weak in our practices, negligent, oh, uh, it is Jagadananda Pandit in his Prema Vivarta, who is giving an interesting uh, explanation of the influence of Maya. He says, Krishna Bhaya Mukahaya. So he says, when you get involved with Krishna Bahya Mukha, with the external energy of Krishna, then Maya is waiting nearby to slap you down. You're not fall down, slap down. Yes, you get a little too close to the edge. You think, I'm okay. I, I know what I'm doing. I'm experienced. Yeah. No problem. I've dealt with this material energy so many times. I know how to deal with it. I have my tools, my powerful spiritual tools, the holy name, regulated principles, everything I have. I'm fine. Um, but, Nikitastamaya Tarajapatiya Maya is nearby, ready to slap us down. Yeah, in this regard, uh, I was... Uh, a long time ago, reading the uh, biography of Gandhi, and uh, there was a description how uh, the movement of Gandhi was not only uh, merely based on political principles, but they're trying to 
base it on, on Vedic principles, and one of the things was celibacy. So, uh, all the leading party members had to follow celibacy. So there was one very prominent man. He was married, but celibate for, for 20 years. Then the political opponents, they were trying to corrupt this man and arranged for a prostitute to come and the prostitute came as a secretary and you know, certain poses and, and exposed some things and the, uh, the man became agitated. His mind became captured. But nothing happened with that prostitute. But it's described that that night, for the first time in 20 years, he went to the bedroom of his wife. So it's interesting uh, how one can pick up the seed of material enjoyment in one situation, not act upon it, and it comes out in another. Uh, and in this way, we can see how Maya penetrates. And these days, you don't have to go far because, yeah, we are very busy preaching, but have you made our phone into a devotee? Yeah, otherwise, you have Maya in your pocket, right? The internet has, has everything. Very powerful, very prominent. Um, so, personally, I think ISKCON would greatly benefit if we would turn off the internet. <laughs> Not everyone may, may like that. We think, yeah, but what about the preaching? Okay, a few limited preachers can maybe. But internet as a whole is just pulling, pulling us down. Just pulling us down. We are not uh, absorbed. We're not absorbed in the Bhagavad. We're absorbed in other things. Uh, hardly time to read the books. We read, and whatever we read from the books, probably on Facebook. <laughs> you know, a snippet, right, at best. But where is the absorption? Uh, absorption. Ultimately, um, to overcome the material condition nature, um, requires the mercy of the Lord and it requires an effort from our side. The mercy of the Lord is causeless, so if he desires so, he can just bestow it upon us, even with our meager effort. But then again, devotional service is Sri Krishna Akarsani. Therefore, devotional service can attract, attract the mercy of Krishna. Because... In the end, in the beginning, we may think that a lot depends on our endeavor. Um, and that endeavor must be strong. But even with a strong endeavor, we realize that the material condition nature is very strong. And that we need all the mercy we can get from the Lord, from the Vaishnavas. Um, and in the end, we realize that blessings are more powerful. Yeah. So we are looking for the blessings of the Vaishnavas. We're looking, looking to please the Lord, attract the Lord, attract the Vaishnavas' mercy by service. Um, that is our, our saving grace, to take up responsibility in this movement, to take up responsibility to really bring Krishna consciousness into this world. That's, that's where the change really comes. Um, that's where uh, the absorption begins to take place. How else to get absorbed? In Bhajan, in Vrindavan, not easy. Not easy. Not easy. How deep can we go before we meet the limit of our love? Uh, here are the gopis. Uh, their love for Krishna is inconceivable and in ours. Uh, like I have a story, in a, I just tell it for in the Jumna March because he sits right opposite of me. <laughs> I was, 
flying over the over the over Europe and lots of mountains on a sunny day. I, they asked me at the beginning of the flight, aisle seat, window seat. Usually take an aisle seat. This time, I thought, yeah, window seat. You know, see the mountains. So I was looking at the mountains, Alps, Pyrenees, everything, and a nice view. But it got boring after a while, and then. I picked up the Nectar of Devotion, opened it up somewhere, started reading, and it said, the gopis had no other interest to see anything else but Krishna. <laughs> so, okay. Exposed. Right there. Bang. There. What to do? Um, so, how deep is our absorption? Um, I lived a long time in Vrindavan um, and I heard so many things about Radha and Krishna. But I never cried. I never cried when I heard these things. I did cry in Africa when I saw the destitute people living at the side of the railway line in shacks getting the mercy. Or I felt really moved in a Soweto Ratiyatra when, you know, when we distributed all the fruits and then the chariot was decorated with fruits. And then we just, I said, let's distribute them too. Take all the decoration, distribute it. Right? And I grabbed the big pineapple. And I go to this house and there's people on the other side of a wall, old people. And they get, and they look at this pineapple. And, it's, and they say, is that for us? You mean we can just have it? Right? You know. These people, they live in pineapple loca. You know, South Africa is a country. It's just, there's, there's more fruit than anything. Pineapples grow everywhere. They were so poor, they never had a pineapple. Finally, they get a pineapple. They don't have to pay for it. You know, I mean, now that moved me. Because being controlled by the material energy, um, it's, it's so much more easy to relate to people in this world right? and their, their difficulty than to relate to the very exalted, intimate love of the residents of Vrindavan. Of course, we approach. We approach. We are here. We are approaching uh, that love, but uh, knowing our limitations, and knowing that we are here, that our real mission is to preach Krishna consciousness. Uh, as Srila Prabhupada would welcome his sannyasis in uh, Vrindavan with the question, when are you leaving? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, some of us now can spend some time. I'm planning to stay now. Yeah. So any questions, any comments? Much. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. So, you mentioned uh, hitting our limitations due to our conditioned nature uh, instead of reaching that love. How do we, uh, <laughs> how do we uh, navigate through these times? It seems like we always hit a wall and stumble and hit a wall. How to keep going through that? Yeah, we, we uh, by not becoming proud and think I've got the situation under control, as soon as we think, you know, I know what I'm doing, I'm experienced now, i got it under control, then we are in a risky situation. Um, by taking shelter, by always taking shelter again and again, that's the, that's the way, uh, till the very end, you know, like, take shelter, just keep your head low. Bow down at the feet of 
the Vaishnavas, obeisance, manmana bhavamat bhaktu majaji mamnamaskri. Serve, take shelter of transcendental knowledge. And with time, we need to take shelter deeper in, uh, in material life. With, when we take a task, you know, with time it becomes easy, takes less effort. But in spiritual life, it takes more. It just takes more. We have to make more effort. More effort. To just a little reading, not enough. We need to really, really penetrate, go deep. Yeah. That's what Krishna wants. He wants us to go deeper. Get Read, chant, don't stop at 16 rounds. Why just stop at 16? Carry on, and so on. Make more of it than just an external practice. Taking shelter. But again and again, taking shelter. As I went through that list of uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur and the influence of Maya, you can see even in advanced stages, Maya is still... Uh, still there, so always take shelter. Anyone else? Someone points over there, but... Okay, here. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Um, excuse my ignorance, but how would you define devotional service? How do I define devotional service? Um, the Acharyas are um, giving various definitions of devotional service. Um, and uh, Devotional service exists in a, in a pure form, pure devotional service, and in a mixed form, mixed with material activity. When devotional service is mixed with material activity, with fruit of activity to enjoy, um, then it may be called karma misra bhakti, devotional service with, mixed with fruitive desire, jnana misra bhakti, devotional service with a desire for liberation. So, uh, in the beginning, naturally our devotional service is mixed. We have all kinds of desires. So we try to uh, engage in our our nature, our conditioned nature in the service of the Lord. Therefore, um, uh, therefore we engage in, in Varnashra. And, but we try to do it for the pleasure of the Lord. And when we have this mixed devotional service and engage for the pleasure, it's for the pleasure of the Lord, gradually our personal desires diminish. They diminish. In the beginning, in the introduction of the Chaitanya Charitamrita Prabhupada says, spiritual life, devotional service is like going up in a plane. And all the material things start to look small. They start to look smaller. So gradually we rise above these material things. And so we can come to his pure devotional service, uninterrupted, uninterrupted, unmotivated. That is... So there's a gradual progress. Okay, here, yeah. Thank you, Maharaj. Uh, uh, so sometimes I feel uh, that I have more ruchi in some devotional activities and uh, in others, uh, 
activities in devotional uh, spiritual life, I mean, no such uh, mm, feelings uh, like in, in others. And uh, but I see other other devotees; they feel so so many emotion in that activities. Uh, I ask you if it's, it's normal that uh, we as devotees in general have more affection to some activities than others' activities. Is normal? Is right? Uh, is a good feeling for a devotee? Uh, how to deal with this situation? It says in the beginning, we, due to our swabhav, due to our conditioned nature, we are attached to the service. And later, as we become more advanced, we become attached to Krishna. And that's the difference. So in the beginning, it's like, I like this service, I don't like that service. So it's, we are attached to a particular service. So that's where our material nature comes in and accordingly we have likes and dislikes but gradually we get uh, attached to to krishna and that is uh, that's more important when i was i was temple president here uh, for some time and then at that time we had a sankirtan leader and his name was bhuvaneshwar prabhu right? and he was the sankirtan leader and we had many parties of Sankirtan, and then there was a, a big book room, you know, all the books were stored there. And in there, he had the seat of a Sankirtan bus. And then he would sit on that Sankirtan bus, and all the Sankirtan devotees would sit at his feet, and he would be lecturing. Right? And uh, so, you know, who wouldn't like that, right? Once, uh, but then the, our deity cook became old and, and not well and then uh, Bhuvaneshwar Prabhu was sometimes cooking for the for the Lord you know he was helping out and then one day I just asked him can you uh, can you take over the cooking and he immediately said yes right no hesitation and I could see he's attached to Krishna he's not attached to his Sankirtan Vyasa son you know he didn't have to think about it he just said, yes. And that's the spirit, you know, to be attached to Krishna and the opportunity to serve, not to the service. This is my service. This is, this is the only service. No. Whatever Krishna wants. These days I've been thinking a little bit about death. And my conclusion about death is, for a devotee, it's a change of service. That's what it is. Anyone else? Yes, towards the back. Straight backwards. Pass it on to the back. Raise your arm. Maharaj, yeah. um, how do we define association? And if we were to compare devotee association with non-devotee association, which one would win? Association is about connecting to the ninefold process of devotional service together with others. Right? If the ninefold process of devotional service is not part of the association, then it's not helpful. As simple as that. Svavanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, Bhavasevanam, Archanam, Vandanam, Dasyam, Sakyam, Atmanivedanam, all these nine, we have to just somehow or other, if they are in the center of our association, then it's favorable. Yeah. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Maharaj, please, if you will give some more light on this purport. It is written for now, however, Krishna is content to tease his relatives in the last part of the purport. Yeah. Uh, Krishna is uh, is described as one who is very expert. He's Daksha. Krishna is very expert. He can fulfill many purposes at the same time. 
one who is expert can with one act do many things. So Krishna is also, uh, he's cutting down the pride of Indra and makes arrangements for it. Krishna is reciprocating with the, uh, with the residents of Vrindavan. Um, one could say in a playful way. That's maybe where the word teasing comes in. Of course, there's more than that, because after all, uh, when Krishna was asking Nanda Maharaj about this yajna, he was asking, so, is it, uh, oh, there had just been a yajna, and the yajna brahmanas performed the yajna. Now this yajna, oh, we're also doing a yajna. What uh, about this yajna? Um, let me ask about it. Is it scriptural or is it something that is a, just a local custom? Yeah. So Krishna knew very well that it was a local custom. Krishna knew very well that actually there was no need for this yajna. So more than teasing, he was also trying to, uh, to make it clear that the local social culture okay, was not necessarily... Completely, uh, completely right. Um, therefore, in society, we need society to be led by Brahminical culture so that there's a strong connection with Scripture. If Vaishya start leading society uh, on some details, they may not always catch it. Right. Like this philosophy of Karma Mimansa went over Nanda Maharaj's head. He didn't catch it, you know, from, oh, uh, um, yeah, it, it, because Krishna was speaking half-truth. He was, it, it's not, it's true, every individual is under the control of his own conditioned nature, and thus he must follow that nature. It's true, yeah. but it's only half-true, because the conditioned nature is not the true nature. There is a true nature, which is, very different. The nature of the soul, our eternal nature, is very different from our conditioned nature. So, all that Krishna didn't bring out in this discussion. So I see it as more than teasing. I see it as also... Uh, but ultimately Krishna is trying to increase the love of his devotees. So Krishna was trying to increase the love of his devotees in this entire pastime. And when he's playing with them in various ways, he's doing so to increase their love. Yeah. And his own also. Okay, yeah. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Um, I was thinking, um, I think it's really important to um, evaluate ourselves, you know, in order to improve our devotional service and our love for Krishna. So could you give us more, more light about this statement? Yes, an aspect of devotional service. Obviously, we are getting knowledge from the scriptures so that we can... Uh, understand what is the goal, we can also begin to understand where we are. Um, so certainly self-evaluation is part of the process of uh, advancing in spiritual life. When there's self-evaluation, then we can uh, become more aware of what to work on and, and make a more conscious endeavor to advance. Um, such conscious endeavors are helping, are helping the process of devotional service, which is purifying the heart. By trying to make a better conscious endeavor, we're taking better shelter of devotional service, and the purification can take place in a better way. So, yes, it's, it's valuable. Um, 
But if we if we become like amateur psychologists and we spend all our day you know like analyzing and maybe I should see an astrologer as well and check how my psychophysical makeup better and so on and in this way you know but then it comes to a point where you say hey forget about it just just do service just do the needful whatever is needed just do it because there comes the big change so the introspection is is good but not as a profession if we become professional uh, introspectors uh, then it gets a mess we have to it has to translate in in more service more commitment to service uh, Hare Krishna. Okay. The last one. Uh, so many uh, hands. Whoever gets the mic. Hold your hand up, then you have a chance. You get it. <laughs> hey, Krishna. March. For someone who has um, the devotion localized and maya all-pervading, is it possible to have that deep absorption in the Samhita mission that you're talking about? Uh, by association. By association. Go out with advanced devotees. Work together with advanced devotees. Yeah. Then it starts to happen. Be with those who are more absorbed. Yeah. Book distributors know if you go out alone, it's tough. If you go out with a few others, it's easier. You know, we get you get inspired by each other in everything. Okay? Vishnu John saying, "Why are you always so enthusiastic in kirtan? I'm not always enthusiastic in kirtan, but when you all are becoming enthusiastic, then I become enthusiastic." So. It's the reciprocation with devotees that nourishes us, by which we can overcome this all-pervading maya uh, and also this meditation on the all-pervading maya. If we're just too isolated, then all day long we're sitting, I'm sitting here on a little island and maya is all around me. How am I going to deal with this maya? Oh my God, all this maya. And then you're going to introspect and this, that, and see how is maya affecting me actually and what are my desires. And actually I have one million or maybe more, and so on. No. Associate with the devotees. Do service with the devotees. Together we can... It's the enthusiasm of others that will... And so this whole movement is carried by advanced devotees. That's why we're here in Vrindavan. Right? The main thing why we come to the Dham is to associate with the devotees, to associate with the advanced devotees. That is the first goal. Then visit some holy places. But all the devotees went off to see the deity of, of Sheshasai, but Prabhupada didn't go. He stayed to hear from Srila Bhakti Siddhanta. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta noted it. He likes to hear. So, that's the main thing, what we should do. Hear from the advanced Vaishnavas. Serve with the advanced Vaishnavas. Then, we also become advanced. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Hare Krishna. Thank you.